Because really you want to be the person that's there when the frustration reaches boiling point, which is when all of us buy the things that we buy, particularly in healthcare. We only really buy it when the frustration increases. People only go on diets when. They don't go on diets when they feel good about themselves, do they? This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, everyone. It's Jake, your content editor and social media producer here. Here at Paul Goff Media, I help with everything content related, whether it's creating ads on social media, all the videos on Paul's various channels, or this podcast. I am constantly putting out content to help you run a more successful practice. And today I have a very special episode of the Paul Goff audio experience for you. On this Flashback Friday, I am pulling out a staff training clip from our five clinics and five days tour that Paul and I went on last year. In this podcast, you'll hear Paul explain how both cash and insurance clinics have their own issues while booking and keeping patients on schedule, the truthful and human nature that makes them hesitant to pay for your services, and how you can help patients make a better decision while hiring you and remaining on schedule. Even in this time of uncertainty, patients still need your help to live a happy and fulfilled life, and all you need to do is get them and keep them on schedule. Speaking of keeping patients on schedule, Paul is offering a free training on his automated marketing system. This exact system has allowed Paul to keep his schedule full in his four clinics all over the northeast of England. If you want access to this free training, you can book a call with our trainer, Barry, by emailing him at barry at or you can head to paulgoff.com forward slash Infusionsoft and watch this on your own time. That's all I have for you today. I'll let this podcast get started. Hope you enjoy. If you're looking to compare the difference between cash pay and insurance, just to give you some perspective, every cash or out of network business thinks they've got, it, they've got it hard. Every insurance business owner thinks you've got it easy. Everybody thinks that the grass is greener on the other side, right? As I work with businesses all across the country and across the world, I probably have a 50-50 mix of the two. The problem I see is this, the cash-based business owner or the out-of-network business owner has to take longer to get them over the line. But what comes with that is a deeper level of trust and a deeper level of understanding of what you're actually buying or selling. Therefore, they'll often stay longer. The insurance business predicament right now is we can get patients to say yes in a two-minute phone call, but we really struggle to keep them. We really struggle to keep them past six or seven sessions and we definitely struggle to get them to buy a wellness program. We definitely aren't able to do that. I believe the issue with the insurance-based business is they have a typical two or three minute phone call because patients referred from Dr. Smith, go see next level PT, or there's three physios, pick one, just get booked in for PT. Makes a phone call, doctor referred me for PT, do you do PT? Yes, we do. Great. Come on down tomorrow. Give us your insurance details and we'll see you then. There's no real deep understanding at this point of what I really do for you or what my business can do for you over and above any other PT, over and above any other option that you've got. And as I pointed out to a business owner one day, how does it make you feel? You know, you, you might get a lot of referrals from doctors or you might get a lot of people ringing up saying, do you take my insurance? How does it make you feel to know that they're only choosing you 
because you're registered with Anthem. That would keep me awake at night. It would ruin my life to think that I'm only getting your business because I signed some form with some fucking insurance company a year ago to say that I would take your business. Where on earth is there any equity? Where on earth is there any relationship? Where is there any buy-in? Where is there any deep love of wanting to do business with that company? And they wonder why these patients are dropping off after six or seven sessions. Now the rhetoric in the insurance world is, oh, but the copay is getting higher. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, you know, it's, it's getting higher everywhere. It's getting higher at the front end. It's getting higher at the back end. The problem is not the copay. The problem is not the $50, the $75. The problem is not even the eight, nine, 10 sessions. The problem is that there's no real deep equity, relationship, understanding, fostered at the beginning of time. That I think the cash businesses and the out of network businesses do very, very well, even if it's by default, even if it's by just pure frustration because you just have to keep fucking ringing them or you just have to keep asking them questions. Whatever it is, you're probably already doing it. I'm just gonna try and point out that that's actually your advantage. What you think is currently a pain in the ass, is it? It's the game. It's the thing that separates you from anybody else is the fact that you will be able to charge more money, but ultimately be able to give them more time. And there has to be a substitute there. There has to be some kind of, if you want more money off me, you're gonna to have to spend more time with me. My findings over the years have been along the lines of, the more time that I spend with somebody before they give me money, the more money they spend with me after. It's directly proportional. That if I spend two or three weeks with you, two or three phone calls, I might send you a book, I might send you some information through the post. For many business owners, that's hard work, that's a pain in the ass, that's like a hassle, that's a bad lead for most people, by the way. That's a, oh, this client doesn't want to pay, this client doesn't value us, this client doesn't respect us, and all that crap that they come out with. That's a normal person, it's a normal individual on the street who can't decide what to do for fear of spending $3,000 with you and getting ripped off. Because the majority of other places that they've spent $3,000 with have ripped them off, or at the very best, left them half satisfied. By the time they get to you, they are wary. They are likely to want to put time in the way. But it don't mean that they're bad patients. And it doesn't mean that this is a cash thing or an out of network thing or a health thing or a anything. It's absolutely perfectly normal. So the first thing to get your head around and accept and embrace is that idea. The patients do now need more time because they're spending more money. Have a think in your own life. What, what one thing have you bought for $1,000 or more? You just went straight on the internet and bought. How long did you know you need it? How many laptops have you bought in the past? Many. There you go. Completely different. Completely, completely, completely different. If I buy a laptop, a physical thing, I've done it three, four, five times already in my life. I've had probably very few bad experiences with a laptop because it's not a human and it by and large can't fuck up. And if it does, I know I've got 30 days to send the thing back and I'll get another one. So there is no risk zero risk in buying a thousand dollar laptop. 
no risk whatsoever in buying a $5,000 TV. Don't work, send it back. Comes tomorrow in a big box, put it on the wall, and I'm watching Netflix. Very, very quickly I'll get the value for my money, which in physical therapy, I ain't gonna feel for a long, long time. And these are the differences which you have to start to separate yourself from. All I'm trying to do is, is make you aware as we start some of the differences that are. And what that means is we want it to be different. We want patients just to pay. We want to blame insurance. We want to blame copay. We want to blame cash. We want to blame all these other things. But really, these are just normal situations that are going on in folks' lives. And the more that you understand it, the more empathy that you have, the more that that's actually what the patient buys into because they're never going to buy PT. They're not, they're not buying PT. Right? The, 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 a few of them are going to come through the door and they just want it, that's fine. But to build a business, most people are actually buying something completely different than you're selling. Following? So you think you're selling physical therapy and yet a patient thinks they're buying certainty, they're buying confidence in you, they're buying an outcome. Some of them are buying great customer service. Some of them are just buying simply being recognized. The ones who come back, You'll have a database. How many people on your database? Like a thousand. thousand? Yeah. Of a thousand people, there'll be 20 or 30 people who come back here regularly with very little pain who just want somebody to say hello to. <laughs> yes or no? And don't laugh when, 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 you, when you see that. Everybody's buying something different, which is why it's not just about money and it can never be just as granular as, as, as they're buying physical therapy. I'm here really just to try and help you step outside of that way of thinking that this isn't just about money it isn't just about out of network it isn't just about cash it's about people it's about how we buy it's about what risks we have to take it's about the size of the risk increases the more money that we have to spend all the qualifications in the world you ain't gonna you ain't gonna make me feel much better with these qualifications why i don't really know what they stand for anyway <laughs> Stick another 16 letters after your name. You just confused me more. So these are the positions that we, we often, or the things that we often take for granted, which I think get in the way of us trying to help people. And, and it really is simple. We just got to get clear of all of the, the, the dogma and the false beliefs around why people pay, why they don't pay. And I know what you're thinking. Who is this fucking guy? He's come here. He's never been to New Jersey before. He does not know New Jersey people. He definitely doesn't know Woodcliffe Lake people. And if he did, he wouldn't be sat here saying this shit because our people definitely do not want to pay or spend money on physical therapy. It's funny, wherever I go, that's the rhetoric. But Paul, you have never been to Hermitage before. I've never gone back either, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get us out of there as quick as possible. Um, no fucking Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi. Fucking Uber. What? They're like, what? What's that? What's Uber? I was like, all right. Um, but it don't matter where you are. Everybody feels as though their people are different. Everybody feels as though their crowd is different. Every and it's just excuses, right? It's just it just it it stops you from having to even consider that it could be something that you're not doing. I've traveled all over, I've been all over the US, I've traveled all over the world, all through Asia, Australia, whatever, we're all the same. We're all exactly the same, hardwired exactly the same for how we make decisions, how we uh, buy things, how we decide, how we 
remove ourselves from risk, how we try to protect ourselves, the bullshit that we say about why we don't want to buy PT, it's time, it's money, it's this, it's the other, the dog at my homework, whatever the excuse will be. It's the same stuff that we're, 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 gonna, um, we're gonna play out. So try to think about cash or out of network, not so much about cash and out of network. Just think about it very simply, is that if the cost increases, so too their skepticism, so too their nervousness, so too their doubt. And with that comes a greater responsibility for most definitely the marketing and the front people, the front desk people, to limit the impact of the doubt, limit the impact of the skepticism, limit the impact of these things. And the more that you truly understand that that's actually their issue, and it's not money, it's not time, the more empathy that you have and the more likely you are to almost hang in with the patient until they get to the point where they start to feel more certain in you. Because after all, right, what's the difference? What's the difference between when any of you have walked into a store, any of you walked into a, uh, a place where you, you're thinking about purchasing something? That in the beginning, you looked at the, you know, you walk into a, to a shop and you might think, oh, those jeans are $200. It's a little bit expensive. But you bought them anyway. What usually is the difference is what? Time. 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 You, you walked in, how many of you have done it where you've looked at an item of clothing or, or something you wanted to buy six weeks before and at the time it was too expensive and you weren't quite prepared to pay it and yet you went back to the shop, you, you picked the jeans up again, you probably tried them on again and then you didn't pick them up, you didn't buy them, you went back two weeks later, you had another look and they're still $199 and then four or five weeks later you go back again, you think, ah, oh, fuck it, I've worked hard this month, I'll have them. <laughs> How many times have you done some version of that in your life? In the beginning, in the beginning it was too expensive. The price never changed. All that happened was time got in the way which allowed you to start to think about whether or not you value the jeans more than the $199. And then the minute that you decide that you do, you'll validate it with some excuse, like I've worked hard. It's been a rough month, I'll treat myself to some jeans. I don't feel good because I've got no money in the bank, so I'll buy a pair of jeans with the money that I haven't got to make myself feel better. <laughs> Do not tell me that these people are rational. <laughs> the excuses that they give you, I'd love to think that they actually mean it, but the problem is it would mean that they're all actually rational. And we're not. And I include myself in all of this. Whenever I, whenever I speak like this, don't think I'm being arrogant. It's years and years of study and I include myself in it. My, my, some of my decisions, when I reflect on them, I'm just like, holy shit, like what, what a stupid, stupid thing you just said or did. Like how on earth did you say that? But I genuinely meant it at the time. I genuinely felt as though that was the thing. And then two days later, I'm like, what? Like, I never said that. And Natalie's like, yes, you did. I'm like, no, I didn't. And, and I'm trying to justify whatever it is that I did at the time to cover up a stupid decision or a stupid thing that I've said. So more often than not, your patients are doing exactly the same. They're uncomfortable, they're under pressure. In regards to time, you, you made the point before about, um, you know, the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes people, I guess, get to that point, they realize the price isn't dropping at all. Yeah. Maybe that is what it is. And since it's not dropping, everybody else is satisfied with that, so I should be satisfied with it too. Um, but as far as, you know, maybe making the bridge between 
to the patient, you know, if you do wait longer, maybe the price doesn't actually go up per se for the time, you know, the, the book time, but the cost to you and how long it might take to resolve your issue. You know, Their perception of the cost lowers because their frustration increases. That's all that happens. Their perception of the cost lowers because their frustration increases when the pain hasn't gone, when the function, stiffness, whatever it is, is their problem hasn't gone. So some of your patients, and this is a good point, you actually don't need to do that much more other than just hang in. Some of your patients will call today on a whim and they're just not ready. The, the pain's just not bad enough. The pain just or the frustration isn't bad enough for them to want to, to wanna dive in. So they'll tell you it's money, they'll tell you it's time. They'll tell you that, that they, you know, they might be able to find it cheaper. But the reality is they just haven't got to the point where they feel frustrated enough that they want to hand over the money. You've all done it. Where you've put off buying something, you've put off getting something in your home, something that you knew need fixing. The washing machine or the dishwasher, wherever it would be, you put it off and put it off and put it off. You rang somebody, you got a quote, it was $250, you thought it was too much. Uh, you were prepared to live without the ice for another few weeks or whatever, then all of a sudden, it's going on in my house right now. You were prepared to live with it for another few weeks and then all of a sudden, summer comes around and you're outside, you've been for a run, you, you're you know, sweating and you're just desperate for a nice glass of ice water and your fucking ice machine doesn't work, right? The, the, the guy you ring quotes you the same price and you're like, just fucking come and do it. Like, it didn't change in terms of the price, but the frustration that you experienced did. Now, my point, and, and it, it's very relevant here. My point is, most of the time, all we have to do is be there when that frustration is at its worst. That's it. Nothing else. Now, I may call the guy to come and fix my fridge at that point, but there's also a very good chance that I'll call somebody else. There's a very good chance that I'll call somebody else. Because this thing on my phone is called Google, and I put fridge repair, hoping to find the guy I think I found the guy, I press the first website that comes up and I ring him and he says, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there today. So somebody else got your business. And that's going on in here. Somebody who's calling today is telling you no. Somebody who's calling today says, I'll leave it. Doesn't do anything about it for a month or six weeks and then eventually picks up the phone to somebody and potentially goes somewhere else. Which is why it is so important that there is a follow-up in place, that there is letters, there is emails, like Jerry said, are starting to go out now and, and making a difference. Because really, you want to be the person that's there when the frustration reaches boiling point, which is when all of us buy the things that we buy, particularly in healthcare. We only really buy it when the frustration increases. People only go on diets when. They don't go on diets when they feel good about themselves, do they? When do you go on diet? When you feel shitty, your boyfriend's left you or your girlfriend's left you, whatever. It's like, there's always some other reason for doing the thing that you do. And at that point, you'll spend all the money on the fucking diet, you know, and, and whatever else you need. But if you are not feeling bad about yourself, you've took all the mirrors out of your house, you probably won't go <laughs> on a diet for a few weeks. But the minute their mirrors come back in, you start to feel a bit crappy. Jeans don't quite fit as well as they, they would have done. The frustration increases. You start the search. All of a sudden, the, the, the most expensive is probably the best product that you want because your frustration is heightened. Why do people drop off diets? Most people stop 
dieting because they lose sight of the frustration. They forgot the frustration. Or they've lost sight of the goal. People are not very good at holding in their mind's eye what life looks like or how they want it to look like, which is why most people don't get really what they want in their life. So when a patient calls you, it's an important point to understand. When a patient calls you, they can see in their eye, they can see in their mind's eye what they want. The frustrations are either very high or they have a very good picture of what they want life to look like. They want to get back in the CrossFit gym or they want to be able to complete a marathon or whatever. They've got an image there. They want to be back on the golf course. If they start to drop off your plans of care, it's because they've lost sight in their mind's eye. Or said differently, we've let them. We've let them lose sight of the reason that they called in the first place. Following? So try to see it more, more like that with your, you know, your cash, your, your out of network. When it comes to marketing, uh, the reason, your, your marketing message, which is just communication really, the marketing message of an insurance-based business can be slightly more diluted, in fact, very much more diluted than an out-of-network business or a cash business. For me to want to feel good about spending $300 with you every session, the marketing message would have had to do a very good job at making me believe that you specialize in the thing that I've got the problem, like very specific. So an insurance-based business can run a lot on where a physical therapy business, if you have been referred by a doctor, give us a call, right? They're gonna cash in on those people, which there isn't that many of them around. But for a cash or out-of-network-based business, where again, it, it goes more back to, I'm spending more money with you. The marketing message, so your newspaper ads, your Facebook ads, your emails, your website, your community events, anything like that, need to start to speak to really specific problems and showing you as a specific provider of a solution to a very specific problem. So what that means is if I'm a golfer, I need to know that you help golfers hit the ball further and straighter with less back pain. If you can prove to me that you can do that, I'll spend more money with you. Because after all, the other options that I've got are all physical therapy. You following? It's such a simple shift in the way that you understand it. But if I have a choice to come and see you and you can get me to hit that ball further for longer with less back pain, or I have the choice of going to see a physical therapist who advertise the fact that they're a physical therapist, the vision in my mind's eye of this business here is significantly stronger because I can see clearly what you will do for me. This business, there's a little bit of a gray area because in my mind's eye here, I'm thinking about exercises and I'm thinking about these therabands and these shit that you might do for me and all of this stuff I might have to go through. This is ultimately what I want. The more clearly that you can help me see that, the more I will pay. The more certain that I am about what I'm going to get, the more that I will pay. The less thinking that I have to do about what I'm going to get, the more I will pay. Don't make me think. If you make me think about anything, you'll lose me. I include myself in it when I say most people ain't doing that much thinking. 
at all. And the companies that you do business with are ultimately the ones that strip away any thinking that you have to do. If they can clearly see what they're gonna get, they'll always come down on the side of it, even if it appears to be illogical in terms of potentially going out of network. So said differently, if I can't see it, I definitely won't go out of network. If I can't see it, I definitely won't pay you cash fees. But what I will do is tell you that it's a money thing. The money thing is the effect, the cause, the cause is that you didn't speak to me in a way and or communicate with me in a way that I could see it. And if I can see it, I'm much more likely to say yes to you. If you go back to the election, and um, I won't go into it with politics, but what, what they reckon a lot of people happened with Trump, why a lot of people who said the day before that they weren't gonna vote for him who potentially did the next day is because when they got confused, they got confused over which one they were gonna go with. And, and when it came down to the last minute, they started to think about what one candidate stood for and what the other candidate stood for. Even though they didn't like this one as a person, they still voted because they could see what he stood for in terms of the wall and various other things, right? I'm not gonna go into it politically, but I'm just gonna try and help you understand it from a human behavior, scientific fact as to what we do and how we buy and what, what we ultimately pay for. In any confusion, in any gray area, I'll always side with the person or the company that I can see more clearly what they'll do for me. So in spite of the fact of whatever that fella did and whatever he is and whatever he is doing and so on and so forth, they could see and that tipped the scales for a lot of people on that day because there was some level of confusion that allowed them to default to a vision, which is why he speaks the way he speaks. He's very clever. He's very, very clever with what he does. He speaks in pictures, which is very easy for people who are confused to default to, which takes you back to that in the mind's eye. If I can clearly see something in my mind's eye, I'm more likely to buy something from you. If I can't see something in my mind's eye, I will never, ever, ever buy from you. And I will default to what, in our case? The cheapest option. I will default to the cheapest option. In the absence of any other reason to do so, I will default to an insurance-based business. I will default to my $50 copay option because you haven't given me any reason not to do so. Which goes back to, it's, it's my fault. It's cause and effect. If the effect was you went over here, it's obviously because I didn't do a very good enough job of presenting the case over here. So the marketing starts the conversation and the more specific that you can get as a cash or an out of network based business, the more likely that you will get more people bought in immediately to what you can do for them that's different to your typical PT clinic. Your typical PT clinic's marketing is, we're a PT clinic. It might have some variation of, we're a PT clinic, we are a family run PT clinic, and we've been in business for 10 years. We give great service, we give a professional one-on-one -on -one care. But fine, but I still have to do a hell of a lot of thinking about what it is that you do for me. 
But if over here, you start to communicate with me that what you can do is provide me with an outcome, like get me back in the gym, help me with my workout of the day, help me get back on the golf course, help me play with my grandkids again, help me get down on the floor and actually get back up, help me put my own socks and shoes on. Clearly, clearly, clearly communicating that outcome to somebody is what will make the difference. So if the marketing starts it, the next thing that has to happen is the people who answer the phone, they have to continue that conversation. Now really what we want to do if you're on the front desk, the people on the front desk have to find out why that person called you. This is a pivotal point. This is an absolute pivotal point for any business, but most definitely a business that's charging more than somebody else. If somebody calls you and you don't take the time to find out why they called you, you will be forever selling your services. So what that means is I could call you today and I might say, hey, um, I want an appointment. Can you get me in? And you say, yeah, cool. Just to let you know, we don't take insurance, right? You start to feel some pushback. Or just to let you know, we are out of network with insurance. You start to feel some pushback. One of the things that you can default to is, why did you call us in the first place? What was specifically it about us that made you call us? And what you're trying to do is establish what they currently understand about you so that you can create a line in the sand, a obvious, uh, obvious difference between you and any other provider that they've got. Because if somebody calls you up and says, well, I just called you because I found you on Google, you might think, great, our Google's working. But then I think, oh, shit, they know absolutely nothing about us. It's the paradox. It's, it's, it's the classic... Google is the best thing in the world for leads, but at the same time, it can be your worst nightmare because it delivers people who don't really know that much about you. There's no what I call preeminence. So in the book, I talk about the thing that I think that most businesses lack, not just PT clinics, is preeminence. Preeminence is, I've got a relationship with a doctor back in England who I've known for 15 years, who I took my uh, soccer players to when I was in soccer years ago. Patient with a knee problem, he would say, go and see Paul. Go and see Paul, I've known him forever, he's amazing, his team are great, he's the best knee rehab physio in the entire Northeast. There is nobody I would want to go and see other than Paul, he is the guy, he's wrote the book on knees. I've just been given preeminence there by that doctor. I am preeminent in the mind of the patient. Now contrast that with Dr. Smith, who I don't really know, but he kind of knows about me who says, well, you need some rehab on your knee, go see this guy called Paul. There's no preeminence there. That patient doesn't know anything about me other than a doctor recommended. Now we've all been taught that a doctor referral is the holy grail. I'm not so sure anymore, if it ever was. I think it's a lazy, sloth-like way to build a business when you rely upon somebody else constantly recommending you and you don't do anything to add to it that increases the likelihood that the patient will actually want to buy from you. But sadly describes most PT businesses right now. So the patient who comes to me from the doctor that I have a relationship with is significantly more likely to want to choose me and only me and therefore have to jump through the hoops that I'm putting in front of them, i.e opt out of insurance or, or go out of network or pay cash because preeminence 
is in play. Everybody following? Mm -hmm. Now, what we're trying to debate and what we're probably going to have to get to in this business to make even more progress is how do you get preeminence in if there isn't any when they call you? Well, the first way, much like what I said at the start of the talk today, if I want to be faster than Usain Bolt, I need to know what Usain Bolt's record is in order for me to beat it. If I want to establish preeminence, I need to know whether or not I've actually got any. So the questions from the people on the front desk need to start to extract this. That if you're calling me, do not take, or if I'm calling you, do not take it for granted that just because I've picked up the phone, that just because Jerry's Google ads or his Facebook ads or his community presence is whacked, what it's done is cost somebody to give you a call. Now the game begins. Now the game begins to find out what you know about me. Now the game begins to find out how different in your mind's eye what I do is from any other option that you've got. Because if at this point I let you believe that it's the same as, as Joe down the, down the street, you'll go down the street. And so you should. There's no way that anybody will pay more just because it's you. And just because you think you provide great customer service and just because you think you are clinically superior. How the hell are we judging any of that? We can't. All that ever matters is what they currently perceive and believe to be the difference between the two of us, which will not be clinical skills for 19 out of 20 of them, which will not even be customer service for 19 out of 20 of them. What it will be is ultimately what they want. What we have to do on that first phone call as we start to dig into to some of these points is establish what level of preeminence actually exists. Why did you call us? You Googled, and again, if this is, this is me on the phone, Mrs. Smith, thanks for calling us today. And absolutely, we can book an appointment with you. I could take your name and your details right now and I could take your money off you. But what I'd love to do is actually something significantly more important and just find out and establish whether or not we are the right clinic for you. This is different. This is a little different right now. I'm starting to feel a little different about doing business with you already. Absolutely, this clinic gives you shit. What do you mean? In, 20, in 2019, you don't want to take my fucking money off me? In 2019, you just want to slap my name in a, in a database and get me booked in for tomorrow? This is different. Qualifications are not different. Experience is not different. That's not different. How you're making me feel right now is different. I'm feeling this. I'm consciously aware of this right now. So before I take your money, before I waste your time, before I book you in and we go through all of this process, do you want to tell me a little bit about you? You might want to start by telling us what attracted you to Next Level Physio in the first place. What is it that you're actually hoping for from us? Because the more that I know what you're actually hoping for, the more that I'll be able to do a good job of matching up and actually providing that for you. Making sure that you're in with the right therapist, that you're going to get the right level of care and treatment to get you the ultimate outcome that you want. As a patient now, I'm starting to feel very, very confident. The entire 200, word, 200 pages of my book is really around confidence and certainty. Not just for people in our businesses to have it, it's so that we can make the patients feel exactly the same because that, by and large, is ultimately what's missing. If I don't feel confident and certain in buying from you, I won't. So as the first phone call starts to play out, one of the things I do need to establish is what I currently know. And how do I become preeminent 
well, I need to become preeminent in the thing that you actually want. So I need to ask you, what are you looking for? Because I believe that you've probably called here today looking for significantly more than just physical therapy. Because after all, who really wants that? Tell me a little bit about what you've done. Tell me a little about what you're looking for. Tell me about what value we could potentially bring to your life here at Next Level Physio. What would, it, what would the ultimate outcome look like? What do you value? What are the things that you would love in a physio clinic? What are the things that you value in a healthcare clinic? Flexibility? Freedom of choice? A place where everybody knows your name? Options? You feeling in control? If these are the things that you value, these are the things that we can do for you. Now I'm definitely different. Because, and don't take this the wrong way, I could buy every machine in here. I could buy every machine. I could paint the walls. I could get this carpet. I could get every single thing that's in here. If I wanted to copy it. But when I start to speak to patients about their values and ultimately their outcomes, that is very difficult for somebody to copy because they'll never go to those lengths. And if I'm speaking to patients about those types of things, that's going to make the difference between somebody wanting to buy from you at a higher price than an option that they've got down the street. It makes sense so far. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.